And joining the Fred Minnick Show, Gareth Dunlop. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm hanging in there. Thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely. I. So it's a, it is a, it's like St. St. Patty's Day, and um, I'm close. curious. I, you you see everyone celebrating St. Patty's Day in in America, you know, going all crazy with green and green beer and hats and how how do you celebrate it in Ireland? I mean, some people go pretty nuts, but um, it doesn't seem to be on just this, like, the same scale that you guys do. <laughs> um, yeah. I think, you know, Dublin, it's more of like a like a tourist thing. They really play on that. And Belfast, mm. where I am, there's some parades and stuff. And the bars are are more full than they, they generally are. But um, Hold I, on. I, I can't. I've been to Belfast, and I've never been able to move in the bar there. Like, it's always they're always so packed. Yeah, they're pretty busy at the best of times. So, a lot of folks out on the street drinking some Paddy's Day. Yeah, really? So that happens. <laughs> it does. Yeah, there's a bit of a spillover. Wow, I I wouldn't uh, I I wouldn't know how to handle myself in uh, on St. Paddy's Day because when I when I am in Ireland, I do consume a lot of uh, of alcohol, a lot of alcohol. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good place to do it. So the last time, the last time I was there, um, the guy um, I was there visiting Bushmills, mm-hmm. and um, uh, Ryan, his, it's, it, it, was his, Ryan? I can't, can never remember this guy's name. It, it uh-huh. killed. He played Frodo. Hold on, I'm gonna have to Google it. Who played Frodo in Lord of the Rings? I don't know why his name always escapes. Elijah Wood. Elijah. Oh, okay, Wood. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah I was I'm saying good. Ryan Wood. Uh, Elijah Wood was there, um, there with Bushmills, and uh, they he was a big whiskey fan, and so he hung out with me and my whiskey magazine editor at the time, and we took him to bars all around uh, Belfast. The mm-hmm. next day, I mean, he looked at me with the with those big blue eyes of his. And just saying how much he couldn't stand the side of me because we got him so <laughs> hammered. Um, but uh, you drink with whiskey writers, it's going to happen, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so uh, Bushmills, that's um, – I hope I'm not making this up. It's the oldest distillery in yeah, that's the what they. Yeah, that's what they claim. Um, okay. They got the license in like 1608, I think. Right, they. Okay whiskey distilleries all across the world are really good at bullshitting, but you know, but that's a pretty, that's a pretty hard one to make up because it's, uh, you know, they've got the actual documentation for it. Uh, and you know, Bushmills is a fascinating, fascinating brand. And of course you've got, uh, it's just so beautiful, um, out there. And then the giants of the causeway is just, uh, I love, I love that area. It's one of my favorite areas in the world. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard to knock. It's, it, it smiles at you just right every now and again. And it really is. That's there's nowhere, nowhere else like it on, uh, in the world. So you, you were such, uh, an incredible singer songwriter and a lot of your stuff gets picked up for, for commercials. Um, is, is that intentional? Do you, do you, do you write intentionally for like commercials and TV shows or is it, is it just uh, your songs are chosen? 
Yeah, there's been a lot of writing towards that, um, a lot of writing debris um, for the last, well, disregarding the last couple of years, I haven't done, mm-hmm. I haven't done anything really. Everyone's been locked in their fucking house, but I would have spent a lot of time going back and forth to Nashville and writing for other artists and writing for film and TV shows and uh, mm-hmm. and adverts and a, and a lot of that is you're given a you know a very tight set of parameters. We need it to sound like this. We need it to be this tempo. Um, we need it to be about this. Um, so you're, you're you're writing to to their narrative almost. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's interesting is when those songs and a lot of the time they, they don't land. You know they're all around universal themes. You know it's all about friendship or love or the journey or you know. Um, so if it doesn't work for one spot, um, chances are it will work for another spot a year later. So a lot of the syncs that I've had have been songs that were written for one particular thing. It didn't work. Mm. And they got picked up, you know, a few months later for something similar. Yeah, I mean, you've got like um, a who's who of shows. You've you did uh, uh, did songs for the the series Nashville, Lucifer, This Is Us, which everybody loves that, Bones, and uh, Suits. I I, I, w- I used to watch Suits all the time, and then they just kind of uh, they just kind of like uh, you know the. Their main, one of their main characters went on to become a princess for, for England. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. It's a show I'm not that familiar with, but I do. Yes. Now that you've said it, that's right. It's kind of cra- it's kind of like it was just like, you know, it was, a, it was a TV show I enjoyed, but it wasn't like it was Friends or, you know, yeah. uh, Seinfeld or something. And, and just out of nowhere, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, she's no longer on the show and now is, you know. In yeah. line to be Queen of England. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Pretty insane. laughs> do you do you watch the shows after you uh, you write something? You know, I, I normally don't. There's been a couple of things like um the Nashville T V series was always a was always a blast to watch because you're you're hearing, you know, somebody else interpret your song. You know, a lot mm. of the time I would just I would send in a a very rough strip back demo. And then it would get you know blown up and produced, and there'd be a full band in it, and you know, a ton of backing mm. singers and all this. So it was, it was always really interesting to hear which way the uh, the music producers would uh, would tackle the songs. Um, and then the only one of the only other times was was a a movie called Safe Haven, and my wife and I went to the theater uh, to watch it um, specifically because one of my songs were in it, and it was a it was a bit of a moment, you know, kind of. Crouching back under the popcorn when it came on. <laughs> uh, it's it, it is it is amazing. Like if you think about it, you you do all this work and millions of people hear it all the time, and uh, and like you know it's got to be really gratifying to know that so many people. I mean those those shows I just mentioned, you know those are hit shows that have multiple seasons in them. I just it's got to feel good, man. It really does. It's you know gratifying is the is the right word, and, and some of that stuff can really move the needle. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I can't count how many times I've discovered a new artist through watching a movie or or watching right. a TV show and having to turn the lights on and go right. Who was that? Shit, that sounded incredible. And the next thing, you know, you're on a you're on a rabbit hole listening to everything they've ever done. Um, yeah. So it really it really can be a. Um, a great catalyst for people to, to discover your music. Um, and I've, I've been very, very fortunate, very blessed to have my music picked up by some of these shoes. Uh, when you, um, uh, when you're doing something with, uh, 
like Van Morrison, are you are you ever like sipping whiskey with uh, with folks? No, no. Um, Van, um, you know, the, the couple of times that I've opened up the show for Van, um, to be quite honest with you, I don't even think he he's been aware. You know, he uh, he turns up in the car, does a show, gets back yeah. in the car, and he and he's gone. So no, unfortunately, there was no um, there was no camaraderie or uh, or. or <laughs> I mean, but, uh, you know, a lot of those, you know, I do I do a fair amount of uh, music festivals. And a lot of those, like, uh, old school musicians, they usually like to hang out early in the day, you know. And uh, I hate to hear that about Van Morrison. He's like one of my heroes in music. Yeah, likewise. I mean, everything he sings is just, you know, it's gold, you know. Yeah. I've been listening to him since I was, since I was no age. Yeah, he did. He did make a stir in the last couple of years in COVID. You know, he was not the yeah. biggest fan. He and Eric Clapton were not the biggest yeah. fans of uh, COVID policy. <laughs> yeah, that got that got weird for a minute, for sure. Um, that was uh, that definitely divided a lot of people. Absolutely, it did. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think that you know, in today's world, it's um, it's almost best just to keep your mouth shut if you're like against the grain on something. And if you're in music where you depend on someone buying your ticket, especially, you know, but that's just my thought. Yeah. Yeah. It can be, uh, it can be a, a, a dangerous game to play. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you gotta be careful. Uh, mm. so today we have an Irish whiskey tasting. Um, and, uh, well, most people who listen or watch me are used to, uh, bourbon, which is an American style of whiskey, but Irish whiskey uh, really is, you know, a lot of people say it's the birthplace of whiskey. I, in, in one of my books, I chronicled a lot of the, um, a lot of the early distillation in, uh, in Ireland. Actually, women were, were among the first distillers in, uh, in Ireland and, and wow. they had, um, they had such, uh, they, they had such an influence in the, in the world of, where we are now, but one of my favorite stories of of Irish whiskey is they were at, at every turn in whiskey history, whatever country it is, they hate paying taxes, and there was a, a tax on uh, on malted barley imposed, and instead of uh, making you know whiskey with a hundred percent malted barley, they started mixing in unmalted barley, which kind of created an entirely new category of whiskey you know that is is what you will see now um you see uh single pot still you know you'll you'll see uh pure pot still on labels and it it all just goes back to the irish not wanting to pay taxes so always clever always clever to get out of uh paying taxes (laughs) but um but Irish whiskey, you know, to me is is the it's one of the most important whiskey styles because it's not like uh, scotches where it's overly expensive or hard to get. You know, like a lot of the bourbons. I mean, you can get you can get red breast twelve year old every day of the week in most markets, and that is, mm-hmm. in my opinion, the best whiskey for the money. Um, out there, period, in all oh. categories, it's amazing. But uh, oh. what we sent, what was sent to you, uh, Pernod Ricard, the parent company, 
sent uh, because you're in Ireland. That's right. It it was uh, about as impossible as it could possibly be to get you um, any kind of whiskey. So we I worked with the um, the owners of these brands to send you some stuff. So I don't know what the shipping laws are like in Ireland, but uh, they were able to accommodate. But we have uh, an Irish um, single malt in Method and Madness. That kind of mm-hmm. sounds. That kind of sounds like the sound of a of a song. Method and Madness. There's definitely a song in there for sure. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's a song. You know, and yeah. it's a real nice bottle. Um, so this is a. Yeah, that's that's one that I hadn't I, I hadn't heard of that before. That that's new for me. I'm looking forward to trying that. So we'll taste that one. We got uh, we have the uh, red breast. I had the 12 year old. I believe you got the 15. Yep, I got a 15 here. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then uh, I've got the uh, Jameson. Uh, you got the Jameson double barrel uh, or the black barrel. We both got, got that. Barrel, yep. mm-hmm. And then uh, Green Spot, which is uh, yes. seven to ten year old from the from the pot from the uh, from the Spot family of uh, of that. So, and then you did you have one more? Or was yeah, that... I've got a I've got a Jameson eighteen here. Okay. Ooh. I didn't get that one. I got uh, I got hosed on that one. I didn't get that one. So, <laughs> um, so let's uh, let's get into it. Let's get it. Let's yeah, get into I, this tasting. How how do you how do you normally drink your whiskey? Um, it depends. So, like, I, I'm you know, a, a lot of the time I maybe have like at the weekend I maybe have a whiskey and coke, um, and then mm-hmm. but that's usually with I made this. I, I found this pretty trashy cheap whiskey by by accident um it's a scotch blend high commissioner and it's really kind of neutral there's not it's not com- complex at all mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and it's just it's just really nice in coke and it's super cheap so that's that's a favorite in the house and then when i'm just drinking whiskey neat um i usually go between like napogue or middleton when okay. i'm when i want to kind of splash out Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm looking forward to learn because I wouldn't say by, by anyone's estimate I'm not a whiskey connoisseur. I can I know that there are whiskeys that I like. I can't tell you exactly why I like them, mm-hmm. and I know that there are whiskeys that I I don't like. And again, I couldn't tell you why I don't you know I, I don't actually like them. So, yeah, so we're we're already that. we're in your wheelhouse, Dan. So if you if you're drinking Middleton, uh, this is all all four of these uh, are made there. So you are we're, we're going to have. And that's a, a very considerable sized distillery that makes amazing uh, whiskey. So uh, let's go ahead and jump into it. Let's start with the uh, with the Jameson. Mm-hmm. The uh, double barrel, black barrel. Yeah, the black barrel. So Irish whiskey. Um, you know, has a, a lot of rules around it with how to make it. You know, and it is um, it is important to note that its style is is unique to to Ireland. You know, it's not people will duplicate it, but you know, this is the best for making. You know, uh, for for making that for this style. And one of the things that they always talk about is triple distilled. Um, and while it is, there are distilleries that don't do triple distillation, it is very 
you know, it's it's one of the staples to Irish whiskey, and this is a triple uh, distilled product. And one of the things that one of the things that can be you know considered here is that it's it's the technique of a distiller that uh, can really shine through with this style. So I think like the creation of the distillate is um, is so 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 important in all categories. But it's especially important uh, for Irish styles because the more you distill, you know, the more you typically strip out. So they are able to keep a lot of character in with uh, distilling three times. Okay. And they're going into, um, you know, used bourbon barrels. Uh, this is the, the, you know, they call this the black barrel. So this the story of this whiskey starts with looking at the color. Uh, mm-hmm. This is a really... You know, if you kind of look at it there, you'll see it's got a, a a kind of a straw, like it's like a like a dark straw color. Mm-hmm. And then when you smell it, bring it to your nose like this. Go back and forth, and smell with your mouth open. Okay. By smelling with your mouth open, you're relaxing your olfactory. You're you're helping yourself. Um, basically breathe in more than just the alcohol fumes. It, you know, it smells very floral and honey to me. Hmm. I love that smell. And then it's it's definitely stronger on the right side. So your, your right nostril is, uh, is in better, is in better uh better shape than uh yeah, than your sure. than your left maybe every every nostril will be different like on my right side i get like the perfumey stuff uh-huh on the on the left side i get um i get kind of like um some more citrusy and like a little bit of the like sweetness which is weird cuz i oh. usually get sweetness on my on my right nostril and so when we taste, you just want to put a little bit on your palate and kind of feel it, like walk back and pay really close attention to what part of the tongue is it hitting. Is it okay. on the tip? Is it on the tip of your tongue? Is it in the middle? Is it in the back? Uh, you will get sweet notes on the tip. You'll get savory notes in the middle. You'll also get bitterness in the middle toward the back. And then in the back, you will get uh, spice. You'll also taste uh, some bitterness from uh, on the sides of your tongue. So just put a little bit okay. on there and let's go. Yeah, definitely the front. Yeah, there's a lot of lot of honey notes here. Mm. You know, so that's where you would find um, you'd find that on the tip of your tongue there usually. Almost, I'm I. I don't know because 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 you said it, but there is like a like a floral, almost like a citrusy. Yeah, yeah. It, this is this is tracing for me like uh, like orange, like orange. You know. Mm-hmm. And uh, and honey, which yeah. signed me up all day for that. You know, yeah. I mean, you, you're gonna you're gonna keep yourself from getting scurvy, and you're gonna help <laughs> yourself with the allergies. 
Yeah, I'm not getting not getting too much heat at all. Um, no, it's maybe... it's pretty it's pretty. Uh, I think. Let me see, what's the proof on this? Yeah, it's eighty proof. So there's there's de- there's definitely like um. I don't know if this is the right way to describe it, but like a like if you're chewing on a toothpick for too long, there's like a, ah, like a yeah, little wood of, there, yeah, like a, yeah, like a better kind of wood or something. There's like yeah, a, yeah. Uh, by the way, I don't do toothpicks, and okay. I, I have like this uh, weird phobia of getting a toothpick stuck in my mouth because when yeah. I was uh, when I was a kid. You know, I I had a friend who got it stuck, and in there was like I, I've never done toothpicks since. <laughs> yeah, the, the exact same thing happened happened to me. It's, it was awful. Oh, it, you got a toothpick stuck in your mouth? Yeah, yeah just from flipping it around, and uh, yeah, it took so long to heal. I haven't thought about that for so long until you just said it. <laughs> how, how did you How did you get it out? Oh, I just got to had to pull it out, and it didn't go in that far. But I can rem- it was when I was quite young, and I can remember it took so long to heal. But. Oof. And, I mean that scares that scares me just even thinking about it for you. Like I mean that I mean, that could have gotten like your vocal cords or something. You know I mean I think right. tooth toothpicks are like they're like secretly dangerous. You know I mean you can choke on it, it can get stuck in your teeth and like cause you to have some kind of abscess. I mean I, I'm not for them, <laughs> <laughs> but. <laughs> But yeah, I, I don't even know what we were talking about. But I just went off on this tooth. Oh yeah, you said it, it reminded you of this toothpick kind of flavor. Yeah, like a like a like a. That's the only way I can describe it. Like, like wood, like a wood yeah, yeah, wood. A little oak. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I think that's a solid call out. Uh, I think that's a really good note to, uh, uh, you know, to pull out. Now, do you when you are, does whiskey like help you? write music is it something that uh you consider a friend in the in the creation of music absolutely yeah it used to it used to be before we had kids it was uh um that was the way to do it it was sit down when the house was calm and quiet some fresh paper a good pen fresh strings in the guitar the moon shining just right and everything had to be perfect and uh and yes some whiskey isn't that the truth though about kids like like there's like if, my wife and I, we talk about it all the time, but we had an actual life before we had kids. <laughs> and oh man, we uh, Amy and crazy. I, my wife and I, we have this we have this dream every now and again of just being like, imagine we could have one night just to kind of go back to like our old our old apartment and just let ourselves in and just like do a complete time warp and just be there for 24 hours you know <laughs> how much how much carnage would, uh, would happen you know <laughs> oh my gosh that would be that would be awesome and you know you know we talk about time travel people always talk about going to historic moments but what if you could time travel back to and still be yourself and have those that would be that's my vacation right there yeah Tw- yeah 28 years old there. again with my wife without kids yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah. Being aware that they are the they are the good old times, you know, while you're in them, that's the that's the trick. Able yeah. To do that. Wow. So, final thoughts on the on the Jameson Black Barrel. Uh, when you taste it again, now focus on uh, the finish. And the finish is like after you've swallowed it. How long is it still on the tongue? Mm-hmm. And what does that? Uh, what's the prominent flavor? 
So let's go to the final one. Definitely picking up more of that sweetness this time. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the caramel, like a burnt sugar. That's like the some burnt sugar I'm, action? Yeah, yeah. yeah, like burnt. Yeah, like a, like a caramel. I'm getting a little bit of vanilla there as well that time. I don't know. Okay. That might just be me. Yeah, it, you know, the, the vanillas, the caramels, the honeys, you know, those kind of all kind of trace very similarly sometimes. And this okay. is, uh, and, and you know, the thing about tasting is, there's no wrong answer. Uh, you have, uh, you know, everybody has their own, you know, flavor map on their on their tongue, if you will. And it's like whenever you taste something, you are brought back to uh, wherever you got that flavor, wherever your brain connected to what that flavor is. You know, if you if you go in, dive in deep enough, you'll like be sitting back home. Um, you know, having uh, some vanilla custard with family that's, or something, you know. That, that is exactly where my head, my head, as soon as you said that about going back to time and place, it's, yep. in, it's Sunday dinner in my folks' house, and I'm eating vanilla custard. Wow. I mean, see, that's uh, just it. It's like this, it, tasting is really, it's really a journey into your into your own taste, into your own life, you know. I mean, I have a lot of notes and and I will bring out uh, a handful uh, that I kind of get known for, like marzipan is one I get known for. And every time I, right. you know, I taste marzipan, I'm I'm in a French bakery in uh, in Paris or somewhere like that. Um, mm-hmm. and, and like I can take, I can think of that exact moment when I had it, and and that is the that is the power of connecting your brain to your tongue. That's now, beautiful. You drink too much, all them tasting notes go out the window, and you're passed out in a gutter in Belfast. <laughs> so, well, that's the that's that, that's the trick. Yeah, that's the uh, <laughs> that's that's the part that I still haven't mastered yet. Is when to you know when to stop. You know that that stop button just seems to not work every now and again. You know? <laughs> the uh, the go home now, Gareth. Get get, get the fuck out of here. It doesn't uh, doesn't compute every now and again. What what I don't get is like how these glass. I mean, there's like I don't know how the glasses continue to get empty. I mean, there's got to be a hole in them or something, right? Yeah, for <laughs> sure, for sure. So now let's go to uh, Green Spot. Uh, okay. So Green Spot is um, you know they have uh, Yellow Spot, Green Spot, Blue Spot, and they're just used to you could only get these in in Ireland, and they are amazing. But in the last decade, they started coming over into the states, and I, I, I buy this whiskey um, all the time, and and I recommend it all the time. Wow. It's it's so so delicious. I'm looking forward to trying this. This is uh, this one's new on me. I gotta say. Hmm. Remember your training. Remember your training. Remember your training, young Jedi. <laughs> if you if you compare the two, uh, you know this one has a lot of like uh, like Menthol a lot of to me. 
it's very like, fr- it's what I would what we would describe in whiskey as fresh, you know. Fresh. So like like um, like imagine like a breeze coming in off of a patch of mint, and so like or or like uh like an, the open air, you know, by yeah. the sea or something. So that's this is a that's- very very honestly. It is always nosed like a white, an Italian white wine for me. You know, I I have no knowledge of wine uh, whatsoever, but the t- do you know what? It, it, I I smell like a like a menthol cigarette. Okay, like Berkeley. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's that's definitely there. Now, menthol cigarettes, like you smell that, you know that, you know that smell. It, it's it's a hard smell. Um, mm-hmm. To not have that close to your nose and not remember it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right, let us uh, let us taste our menthol, our menthol uh, pack of cigarettes here. Fortunately, it does not taste like a menthol cigarette. No. Okay, definitely the back. Uh, for me, straight away. You're getting some of that more sp- those spicier areas are lighting up. Yeah. So now when you go back in to taste again, think about all the spices that you love and that you've had in your life. You know, baking spices, pepper spices, and really, really focus on that area and think about what that flavor could be. It's mint for me, I and especially on the exhale, I can feel it on my mm-hmm. nose. Mm-hmm. Um, you get it. You're you're like a, so you're getting like you like herbals, like kind of like lighting up uh, some herbalness of the, the mint side. Very much so, yeah. Especially on like the exhale after. A, All right. So know, when we break down mint, are you thinking toothpaste, or are you thinking like? I'm thinking about like peppermint, like. Um, like pe- like leaf peppermint, we mm-hmm, we grow mm-hmm. in the gar- in our in our garden here, and we grew a ton of it over uh, lockdown. And the kids would you know would, would pick leaves off all the time and come in and, and make their own little salads and make us a little you know a little salad too. Aww. And that's what I'm getting that that kind of uh, um it is it's it's like you know if you taste a, like a raw mint leaf, there is a spice to it. There's a heat. So yeah, no, it's a it's very much a that's what I'm getting. I'm certain I'm getting like a peppermint thing from it. Delicious. What a what a wonderful memory too uh, to talk about. Your, we we just go you know from one segment saying like oh man I'd love to go back in time when we didn't have kids to now this beautiful <laughs> this beautiful memory of your of oh your for children. sure yeah we wouldn't change I wouldn't change it for the world you know but, I know right it's just how it is that's how it is indeed but um all right so now when we go to the go to the finish see if that mint uh, flavor. Is is still there um, even after a couple seconds? So taste okay. it, taste it one more time. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, definitely a bit smoother at that time. Definitely more floral. Mm -hmm. um, more of a sweetness. You're getting some like, um, you know, a little... Oh. Is it vanilla kind of flavor kind of popping up on you like you had before? Oh, it's more... No, it's more... It's, it's bit more better. It's almost like a licorice, if that makes sense. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, like a black um, licorice, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's it's not like super super sweet. It doesn't taste just as sweet as the Jameson. Um, it, it's it's not that far up on the tongue, if that makes sense. It's mm. more towards the, the sides. Um, excellent, excellent breakdown there, my friend. Absolutely, excellent. <laughs> thank you. I'm loving this. This is a this is an education for us. Well, now let's uh, you know we're going to go into the to the red breast uh, uh, for the next one, and just again. This is one of my, this is, you know, to me, hands down the best value in all of, all of whiskey. And it wins, it wins, uh, uh, shows all the time. Like it'll win, it'll win tasting competitions all the time. Gotcha. And it's just good old standard red breasts. The 12 year old, you, you got the 15 I got the uh, fifteen. This I this I have had before. I've, uh, um, I think what you have, what you're putting in your glass, I think is the best Irish whiskey. Okay, all right. Yeah, I, I not to uh, not to blow it up anymore, but Julian Van Winkle, this is what he drinks. You know, he doesn't drink his own stuff. Pappy Van Winkle, he drinks uh, Redbreast, twelve and fifteen year old. Wow, it's wow. so good. Can I? What is the if I, if I can ask him? A question. What is, is the Gareth, I'm losing you there. Like, I lost you. Oh, can you? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. We just kind of broke up a little now? bit. Yeah. Um, no, I was just going to ask, what are the main differences, like, with American whiskey and Irish whiskey? Yeah, so um, the obvious one is it has to be made in Ireland. Um, yeah. and bourbon has to be made in the United States. So that's one, um, the, the big one, the big one is the cask. Um, you know, there's, there's definitely some grain differences, but the, but the barrel is what makes, uh, bourbon and Irish whiskey so different. And there's, there's a lot of distillation and grain stuff that go with it too. But again, the, the number one factor is the barrel. And bourbon always has to go into a used into a new charred oak barrel. I almost said used right. barrel. That's that'd have been that'd have been a funny one. But it always has to go into a new charred oak barrel, whereas Irish whiskey uh does not. Uh there's some another real interesting thing is that Irish whiskey has to be at least uh three years old. Uh bourbon okay. does not have a an age um an age requirement. You could actually just put whiskey straight off of the uh straight off of the steel into a new chart oak container and call it bourbon and right. after being on there for five seconds. So, and, wow. and people have done that. People have done dumb shit like that and the product doesn't <laughs> sell, but, but it really, it comes down to the barrel being different. Gotcha. Gotcha. Oh, I could drink this red breast. I mean, this is the, this is the whiskey that I just want to sit down and, and read and, and just be alone with my thoughts and reading and or writing. This is the this mm -hmm. is the whiskey for me for that. 
very floral. Mm. Yeah, caramel, apple. Oh, I love the apple call. That's nice. Is it a is it baked apple? Is it? Uh, yeah, it's like it a. It's like a can, like a candy apple. Do you guys do a candy apples at Halloween? Apple. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like a candy apple. Uh, so the like uh, with caramel on there, like a caramel mm, candy apple. Yeah, that's it. Mm. Yeah, that's the uh, we we called that the diabetes maker, because and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and dentists love that because the uh, that caramel they get that the caramel on the apples like that thick, and like if yeah. you know you could rip a it, tooth off that stuff. It, it, yeah, it's a weapon when they, when they got it on there, nice and thick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's good. I mean, I love I love a good uh, candied apple. That stuff is uh, really really good. Yeah, so this is um, you know this is also um, owned by the company that owns uh, you know Jameson, and I know there's this big there's this big uh, rivalry between Bushmills and uh, and Jameson. And for for a long mm-hmm. time, it was they'd say Protestant versus Catholic, you know, because yeah. that's that was their that was one of the marketing ploys. But uh, where does uh, where does the do Belfast natives stand on on Jameson? Is it is it accepted? Is it? Oh yeah, for for sure. You know, I've I've friends who who won't drink anything other than Jameson, and I've got friends who won't drink. Anything other than you know, bush mill, yeah, or black bush. Uh, I, although uh, bush interesting one there not so long ago, I don't know if you had a chance to try it. it was was it called, uh, bush mills red? I think mm-hmm. yeah. there. I think it might have been their 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 take on like a on a bourbon or, or a, you know something close to it, maybe a little bit sweeter. Yeah, what are the what are the dirty uh, secrets uh, about? Uh, about Irish nice. whiskey is that there's all of these brands that were coming out. Um, mm-hmm. and I, and Bushmills was supplying whiskey for like, you know, 70% of the new brands and, uh, and gotcha. Bushmills is such a great distillery. They don't, you know, they're kind of getting back at doing a decent job of promoting themselves, but mm-hmm. I just felt like that was one of the best kept secrets in the, in the world for whiskey. Like twenty-one-year-old Bush Mills, sign me up all day long. It was amazing, absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah good stuff. So, where? How's the how's the red breast feeling uh, in terms of uh, in terms of a finish? How long is it finishing for you? For me, it definitely fin- it, it settles in the back. Okay. I'm feeling a little a little bit of heat, but it's not overpowering. You know, I'm still I'm still feel like I'm tasting the sweetness of that apple. Um, but on the exhale, yeah, I can 
feeling the heat of it. It's nice. Almost to say, in the heat of the night. In the heat of the night. Like that old TV show, in the heat of the night. So, is there a is there a show that you would love to write the theme song for? Oh. I mean, there's got to be one that's just really, really a dream of yours. Do you know, like, I really like doing, um, like, kind of twisted stuff. Uh, I'm a big Tom Waits fan. Um, mm. So anything kind of, like, I would, love, I would love to do, like, a score for a horror, mm. a horror movie. I think that would be a ton of fun, just, like, going around the house and finding weird shit to bang on. So- some and blood and guts kind of stuff. Kind of haunting. Yeah, maybe so, or maybe just more like tension. I'm I'm more into like the like the horror stuff that gets you like more on the shining side okay. of things as opposed to like you know Dawn of the Dead. Um, but yeah, I'd love to. Um, we did this. We did this crazy thing in, in, in college when I was there studying music, and they gave us um, it was a real tense, uh, like five minute piece of film. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it had been produced by a local production company, mm-hmm. and the original music under it was it was it was horrific. You know, it was just so so much tension in it. And the lesson was all right. Well, let's turn this into a comedy, only with the music underneath it. And it was such like a it was such a mind bending experience by just deleting the the score from underneath it and putting in some you know bouncy music stuff underneath it, and the whole vibe of the picture completely changed. And that really switched me on to wanting to kind of write for that medium and really, you know, try to, you know, attach music to it. So I'd love to do some some kind of thriller. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Well, I'm. Um, I, I would love to see. I would love to see that. But I gotta say, I'm, I've, you know, in prepping for my interview with you, I was thinking of what are my favorite like theme songs of. of TV shows of all time. I want to go ahead and say, prob- I'll give you my top three. Uh, okay. Probably number number three would be Game of Thrones. I thought okay. I thought that really captured really captured the series, and and like I could never press fast forward or skip the intro. Like I always had to see it and listen to it. Uh, yeah. Number two is probably The Sopranos. Sopranos, like okay, that that theme song with how he was kind of going around uh, Jersey, mm-hmm. just really captured. It just captured it really nicely for me. And then my favorite theme song of all time, Mash. Mash, definitely, okay. definitely Mash. Yeah, and I'm. A, I would. I would maybe go like Cheers. What's the uh, where? Oh, Cheers. Yeah, it's a classic. Che- Cheers is definitely up there. Look, I mean, we're picking classics here, but I mean yeah. that—that's definitely a good one. <laughs> yeah. Where everybody knows your name, right? Yeah, I love it. So, um, what would be? So, I've got like uh, I got kind of like a like a heavy like a heavy metal intro for for my podcast. But what what kind of what kind of song would you recommend for like a uh, for like a bourbon centric podcast? Not that I'm trying to get you to work for me here, uh, you know, get some, get some free copywriting. I'm not trying to get that at all. I, for me, like my my mind would go to like try to get as as like 
a rootsier sound as possible, like a lot of wood, a lot of wooden instruments. Wood, um, wooden instruments? Yeah, like, you know, acoustic, I would go acoustic guitar as opposed to seven-string okay. death metal electric. Um, I'd go upright bass. I'd go, you know, skin-on tambourine, drums played with the hands, maybe some... Maybe some lap steel, some harmonica, mm-hmm. just like wooden, reedy instruments put and recorded in a very wooden room. <laughs> so there'd be reason. like a lot of echo then. Yeah, it'd be like a short slapback echo, like a like a whiskey cellar. Uh huh. I dig that. I, I like I like how you would just piece that together so quickly too. Hmm. That was uh, that was well played and. We got. To, we do have some comments coming in. Uh, this is a. This is streaming live to the membership uh, community on my YouTube channel. Cool. And uh, C. Scott Green said he was introduced to you in 2012 on uh, on the show House. Uh, the song uh, "Trick of the Moonlight" fit perfectly. Yeah. He said so, as if it was written for the moment of the show. Is that true? Did you write it for that particular moment? Uh, no, so that was like pretty early on. That was um, uh, just when I, I kind of got started. That was that that song came off my uh, one of my first EPs, mm-hmm. and I'll I'll never forget it when that when that sync landed because um, although I didn't really watch the show, my, my dad was a was a huge fan, mm-hmm. and to be able to turn around to him and, and say you're never going to guess, look, I've got a song in, in this show you, you, you love, and he he didn't believe me right until. It came on the show, you know, months later. Wow. He uh, was just so overjoyed and, um, and so proud. And it was a real, it was one of the first big, big sinks. It was a real moment. That that was a huge show. I never watched it, but that was a, that was a huge hit. And that, uh, that main character, you know, yeah. that's, that's what he's forever known for now. So, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to go to Method and Madness. And now I know why I thought it reminded me of a song. Because Hollow Notes have a song called uh, Method of Modern Love. And it and it kind of clicked with me. You don't see the word method in a lot of, uh, a lot of whiskey. Mm. So this is, uh, this is a, a single malt. So it's 100% uh, malted barley. And it is finished in a French oak cask. Um, the various types of wood in the world that is used for whiskey is is all oak. Um, and you'll see occasionally you'll see some other things that aren't oak in there, but most of the time it's oak. And there's American oak, French oak, and there's a lot of other types, but French oak and American oak are are the two main ones. And French oak is spicy; has a lot of tannic acid in it. American oak, uh, while has tannic acid, it's far less spicy and, and draws in a lot more caramel from its wood sugar. So um, this will be a very very interesting one. This is the first time I've tasted it. This is coming out of Middleton. Uh, this is a single single malt Irish whiskey, and um, it's coming in at 92 proof. Gareth, did I lose you? It looks like I lost Gareth. Uh oh. Looks like he froze up on me. Let's see. Hmm. 
Well, Gareth will uh, will join us back. It looks like he froze up. These uh, these live streams can be very taxing on uh, on an internet server if you are not uh, accustomed to uh, uh, to streaming. So hopefully, there he is. All hey. right, I got you Here. back. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. You know what? It was. Um, I'm a very anti-vodka person, and anytime someone gets dropped, we know it's the Russian hackers. So, <laughs> you know that's uh, I hate I hate vodka, and they and they hate me. So it, it's probably what it was. So we're we're on to the the single malt, the method and madness. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and give that the old uh, the old smell. Little taste. Oh, hot damn, that's good. That is really good. Yeah, that's definitely on the back for me. A lot of heat. On the back and the sides. A little back and side action. A little mm-hmm. uh, spice and uh, bitterness. Yeah. Spice and bitterness, is a, those are good combos. Good combos right mm. there. I love me. Yeah. Uh, uh, it reminds me of, like, chocolate. Like, not to say that there's a chocolate note in here, but, like, uh, you know... There's a lot of spice in some chocolates, and there's also some bitterness in there. So I, I love that. That's one of my one of my favorite flavors uh, to seek out. It's strange. I can taste that one in my throat more than the rest of them as well. Yeah, you have taste buds in your throat. Like, yeah, and you can like feel really it hugging you. You can feel it hugging you on the way down. You know. Yeah, that one's very different. Hmm. So now we kind of take a look at. Um, at what, how it finishes, you know, mm-hmm. how long is it still there? Yeah, just that, that bitterness hanging around. It's right in the sides of my tongue. Mm. I like me some bitterness, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, like a, I like a nice little bitterness. It's, a... it's like, co- like, like almost like a coffee. Yeah. That's a great call out. Um, I, when it comes to to bitter notes, like coffee is a really good one to call out. But then when you're doing like a coffee tasting, you're like trying to figure out, okay, what kind of <laughs> what this is coffee, but what kind of like what what bitterness right. what bitterness is here? It's like yeah. know, when you go into taste in other areas, um, the the breaking down of uh, tasting notes is is fun, so. So now is now is a challenge for you is to like every time you eat and drink something you're like, okay, mm, what am I getting here? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's crazy. So what is uh what is the finish here? Do you, is it staying with the coffee? Is that bitterness still there? Is it? Yeah, it is. It's just the, it's like everything on top of my tongue. I never get. I didn't get anything in the front with that so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything in the 
like the top of my tongue's kind of gone and I've got that like just right the sides and almost underneath you know yeah I can feel that love it I mean I think that's a really good call what you did here is you you just assessed four whiskeys like a professional taster and you and you broke these down like you were like you're a grizzled pro and now is the <laughs> now is the hard question which one is is winning your tasting what's your favorite I find it really difficult to pick between that I really like that green spot I've, I haven't had anything like it before um, just that menthol hit was just mm-hmm. really strange and maybe it's because it it makes me think of, of the kids bringing me you know peppermint from the garden maybe that's part and parcel of it um well, that's, a great, really that's liked, a great memory mm, and i really like that black barrel i thought mm-hmm. it was uh so i think it so the green spot that's like that's the wild card i think it'd be the black barrel so jameson black barrel is is mm-hmm. gareth dunlop's champion I think that, so. That is your, or what? What kind of what kind of song does uh, Black Barrel remind you of? <laughs> now, now we're getting in some weird, weird geeky shit here. You see now that that could be everything that I would do for your for for your podcast song, right? Mm-hmm. But it would potentially be distorted and through like an echo tunnel, so it'd be a little grunger, you know, like somebody just, you know mic'd up the acoustic guitar and the drum kit with like a really hairy microphone through a really gritty preamp and it sounds just a bit trashier I think that's what that's that's what I go for with Black Barrel. That's what I am here on the Fred Minnick Show. We are all trash all the time. Bring it to <laughs> us. <laughs> but uh, so this is this has been great watching you taste and, and learning about um you know some of your incredible memories that uh, that you found in the glass, and that's what tasting's all about. It's about it's about exploring who you are and and finding that um, that memory that's connected to something you're tasting. You know, and for us, it's usually whiskey, but it can be something else as well. But um, mm. kudos to you, my friend. Kudos to you. What do you uh, what do you got coming up? What's what's new on the horizon? So yeah, I've got um, I've got a record um, that's coming out. Uh, well, I've got another single to go first. That's out on March thirty first. So if I can get my dates in order, and then mm-hmm. the album comes out April twenty second, and then in May I'm over in the states for the month of May touring and opening up for uh, Foy Vance, another uh, Northern Irish singer songwriter. So mm-hmm. I'll be going up and down the length of the country, um, playing some shows and. Probably drinking some good whiskey. <laughs> well, mind. I mean, we'll have to hook up. I'd love to. I'd love to <laughs> hang out with you while you're here. Check out a show. And uh, aren't the aren't the staves from from Belfast as well? Are they from Ireland? No, they're no, no, they're not. So they're um, they're from England, I believe. But okay. Um, well, hold on, man. I, I hope I didn't just cause a major <laughs> um, offensive comment there. I didn't. No, uh, no, no, not at all. But uh, they. <laughs> You know what they 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 do a lot of shows here, and I even think I may be wrong, but I think they do some recording and stuff here. So they're they're here quite a bit. I know that much. Because that's I saw I saw them in Ireland actually, and yeah, um, yeah I've tried to I've, I've tried to keep up with them. And great great band, I really like oh, them. Incredible. 
Yeah, absolutely incredible. Well, uh, so how can when do tickets go on sale for the tour? How can people find that? So tickets tickets are on sale now, and um, okay. uh, they're available through Foy's uh, website and probably all good um, ticket outlet stores. Um, and I'll be uh, part of Foy's band. Uh, I'll be on bass duty. Mm-hmm. And before he takes to the stage, I'll be up there myself singing some songs for for half an hour or so. And um, yeah, go on. Check it out. Buy some. Buy some tickets. Come to the. All right, I'm good. I'm getting on the on the Gareth Dunlop uh, website right now, which is just garethdunlop.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're in uh, Woodstock, New York, on May sixth. That's right. Leave on. Leave on Helms. Yep. Place. Two two yeah. nights. Two nights in a row. Leave on Helms. Mm-hmm. And you go to Philadelphia, then Alexandria, uh, Virginia, May tenth. Back to New York on May 11th. Dear God, you are really on the road. I mean, it's like I don't even know when you're going to get a chance to eat. You got back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back shows, but this is awesome. Yeah, it'll be good fun. I'm looking forward to it. It's, uh, uh, you're going to be near me on uh, May 18th at uh, okay. and the 17th. So you're going to be in Cincinnati on May 17th and then in Nashville on May 18th. Man, I don't Perfect. see I don't see a Louisville, Kentucky show here. What's going on? Gotta gotta call out a booking agent and say, hey, don't forget about us in uh, in Louisville. You know, <laughs> but <laughs> we 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 struggle. We try to get people to come here. Sometimes the agents don't don't love us like they do Cincinnati and Nashville. So gotcha, gotcha. Well, you know what? The next time I'm coming through, I'll try to get a shoe myself. Well, make sure, you know, if we end up drinking the night before, just, just don't pull an Ethan Wood and blame me the next day. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right, my friend. Well, it's great hanging out. I look forward to uh, checking you out in person and, um, and definitely um, love what you're doing. And I can't wait to, uh, to put this new uh, podcast, uh, you know, music together with uh, – we'll just – in, in my in a trashy garage i feel like it's got to be in a trashy garage now so <laughs> i love it fred thank you so much it's been an education right on my friend cheers and be safe out there cheers launcher